Let's get this show on the road. Okay. It's recording. Hey, Hill. Hey, Jenny. Guess what? What? We're going to New York. We are going to New York. Can't believe it. Just for fun. Just for no reason. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We got tickets to see your man Bono at the Beacon Theater. Opening night of the book tour. We have to eat ramen for the rest of our lives. (laughs) We went to, my husband and I took our kids to the killer show the other night. And we were debating eating dinner at home or going out first. And he's like, can we afford to go out now? I was like, no, but we should anyway. Yeah. That's funny. I do want to apologize to listeners that my voice is extra, extra grumbly today. I apologize. It sounds fine. It sounds. Mm, Doesn't feel fine, but. Sorry. It's okay. Well, yeah, we, um, so we're going and we're so excited and you will have full reports of everything. Everything. More than what you want to hear, probably, maybe. Depending <laughs> on Very much so. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I just, I can't believe it. I can. It had to happen. I keep saying that, like, that I can't believe it. But of course, I believe it. Um, but just congratulations to everyone who got tickets. It was a, a very, um, harrowing process. A lot of people are angry because the pre-sale pretty much came up with nothing. Um, but I don't know that I'm, I'm angry. I understand. I understand. They can't put all the tickets. Right. Like they can't sell out before it goes to the public. Um, What I don't really like was that they had a a you go you check in like you go into a waiting room and then they put you in a queue, but the queue was random. It wasn't like first come first serve. Yeah. That is the part I have some issues with. Right. Um. So. Yeah, so it didn't go smoothly, but I I understand that. Understand they could. I mean, they're very small venues. I understand that they couldn't put all the tickets in the pre-sale. Right. Um. So, and I'm I know that the people buying from the pre-sale were not scalp the. I mean, they weren't all scalpers. Like, that's just not a... And that's what people are saying. Right. Um, right. Like, I, I mean, maybe there are a few that have YouTube.com memberships. What pisses me off is that, like, you know, you can go to StubHub or Ticketmaster Resale or whatever for any of the shows, and there's a gazillion tickets for resale. Right. Which... Obviously, means people were buying them just so they could resell them for a profit. 
And then I just, I don't know how you ward those people off. I don't know, but if they're um, people, the, it's different if they're the, computers. Those, but the, those tickets were not there until the public sale. Did you see any tickets that were resales for, from the pre-sale? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the difference. I'm just mad that so many apparent scalpers got tickets in general. Yeah. And I mean, there's no way that, there's no way that, I mean, the way that they stop that punishes the rest of us too. Right. So I don't have an answer to that, but we got tickets and I'm very thankful. And, yeah. Uh, and let us know if you're going to New York. Please let us know. Because please, we'd love to be able to say hi to as many people as as we can. Yeah, for sure. You should have like a giveaway. You should have like a, a merch giveaway or something. If I don't know what, but <laughs> if people, if you come, if you find us, I don't know how you would identify us, but. If you find I mean, our up, pictures, are, right. you can find our pictures. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you find us, we'll have something to give you. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. So come find us. And um, good luck. <laughs> good luck finding us. We're not telling you where we're sitting. That's for sure. Yeah. But if you just find us out in the wild. um. <laughs> Anywhere in New York. <laughs> we'll be somewhere on the Upper West Side. <laughs> yeah, if you yell, if you just are randomly somewhere and yell Garden Tarts, if we hear you, we'll answer loudly. Yep. If <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea. More details to come. Yes, we need to plan that a little better. Yeah. Um, I do. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, okay, so tell, okay, you were going to tell us about your killer's experience. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. So, oh my God, I love the killers so much. And I admit that I was really into like their early career. It did not keep up with stuff. And I'd hear something on the radio or this or that. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I need to listen to more killers. And then I wouldn't, but my husband and I took the kids who are now 12 and 15 and much better concert goers and know the big songs. So that was awesome. Um, I am oh, also, so I went to the Rock Hall Inductions, which was obviously a concert, but this was my first like band concert since COVID. I cried. The lady next to me cried. Oh my gosh. I bought it was amazing. Anyway, that's part of the reason my voice is so toast. I'm very well aware. I've always had the hardest rock star crush on Brandon Flowers since day one. My kids are like, he is fine. And I'm like, get in line. <laughs> 2004, I started crushing on him. <clears throat> but 
I'm well aware that he is very, one of his main identities is his religion. And he's part of the Latter-day Saints, like this is his thing. And as we're singing these songs along with him, I'm thinking, God, how much does he have me singing about my love for Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is a big-ass Bono move. (laughs) Right? And I actually did a little Google search. I forget what I searched, but I found an article. It was like what I searched, like, I'm not sold, but I'm a soldier. I was like, what? What am I really? And it's not, it's actually about war, but, or a veteran, but I found an interview with him actually from like a religious radio station or something saying how much he's a fan of you too, and how much she was influenced by you too, by being able to speak freely about his love for God and his spiritual journey through rock and roll. Right. So I was like, God damn it. I'm just getting preached to again. <laughs> Everywhere you go. Man, I did hear, this was like a year or two ago. I heard some talk radio and they, the quiz from a host was like, what is the most religious rock band right now? And they started listing like some really obvious people. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to say you too. And he didn't, but he was like, the guy's like mentioning all these bands. He's like, no, it's the killers. And he like was naming all these lyrics. And I'm like, holy, like, yeah. Damn it. Why am I falling for those? (laughs) Always. So obviously we were never meant to be together because it's not my jam. So, <laughs> Mrs. Flowers, you're welcome. <laughs> I love him. He is, like you said, you said in a, a text what a showman he was. I was, I saw him, in, I saw the killers in a really small venue. Um, it was like a mini tour, like as rehearsals for their big tour. Yeah. And in 2012. And they, I was so blown away. It was maybe the second best non-U2 show I've ever seen, ever. I, yes. I'm, I'm years ago, and I'm still yeah. kind of high from that show. It was just so perfect. I was trying to figure out. He obviously, they obviously have a lot of influences. As any, I mean, and U2 is obviously one of them. Like, what band that came out in the early 2000s isn't? But a lot of Elvis in him, a lot of Bono, and a lot of, like, maybe Freddie Mercury? I don't know, just the way he was and the front bonus. And Bo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it was... just. Like- his, I don't know, his movements are, to me, are very early. Yeah. yeah, but they're very bold and specific in this, I don't know, it just, I just, you can tell he loves his rock and roll, man. Yeah. Um, so good. I was so blown away by him. 
And I don't, I know I've seen them before and I'm going to guess it was on their hot fuss tour, which would have been their first tour. And I was, <laughs> I was with, I had a boyfriend at the time. He's now my husband, but <laughs> we weren't living together yet. And I really wanted to go and he didn't really, I was sitting in his house and he had all these roommates and his roommate, Phil, you've met was like, dude, I want to go. And I'm like, is, is this okay? <laughs> can we do, I'm down with this or like, can I go with your friend? And, um, we did, we met Amanda and someone she was dating at the time and someone else down there, maybe Kelly meow or something. But before we left the house, So, so it was like, do you want to smoke a little? And I was like, yeah, but I'm a real lightweight. So just a little bit. Just a little bit. He fucked, like, friggin' packed me a fucking G-bong that was stronger than he has ever done. Oh, my God. I was like, what were you fucking thinking? I was instantly comatose. Instantly. I bet you I haven't smoked weed since then. <laughs> I took like a 20-minute power nap. Unco- I mean, against my will. And by the time we got down there, we're like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We walked in this bar. And Amanda's like, dude, are you all high? Oh, my God. <laughs> we're like, no, we're fine. She's like, no, you're not. Damn it. That's so funny. Anyway, that's my killer's memory. The show's amazing. Go see them. I mean, if you want some good fucking rock and roll and a good fucking show, their screen, the artwork on their big screen was fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. They even at one point had a highway with Joshua trees on the side. I wonder where they got that idea. I mean, they are from Nevada and out west. But still. My shirt. Here's my shirt. Oh my God! That is it so has a Joshua Tree on it. Oh, you had to get that. There was no other choice. There's no other choice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. When I saw them, they played at such a small venue. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. There wasn't a screen. Yeah. I, it was just like nothing. There this was like a college-size arena. It wasn't like the big basketball arena. Yeah. Was where our college team plays. And I forget, he said something else that, first of all, he made comments about how, like, we're back. It's been so long. Like, like the Heat and the band were just really happy to be back on the road. And then he said something in the beginning. This is like the preacher came in. And then he turned into, like, you know, Bowie or Freddie Mercury or someone. He's like, we're here to spread peace, love, and as you love and prevent rock and roll. <laughs> he did like his best like Elvis fist pumps. Oh God, he's so cute. Yes. I need to look at my pictures from that show because it was I got some good ones. It was just such a great I was meaning to send you and Amanda a screenshot of the text exchange that my 15-year-old and I had. 
I'll have to I'll do that later. Okay. Because it was funny. Anyway. Okay, so we have a lot, a little bit of a lot to cover. Um, yeah. Let me just, so there's a lot going on, but um, this Sunday, the 16th, Bono will be at Cheltenham Literary Festival, which is in right. Southwest England. He's going to be speaking about his book, obviously, Literary Festival. Everyone in the world, apparently, is also there. Graham Norton, Mel C., Nick Cave, Stephen King, Stanley Tucci, Jarvis Cocker. Like, everyone in the world is also there. Wow. Wow. Um, obviously, Bono seems to be headlining. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um, by the way, we're recording this on October 9th. It will be airing on October 12th. This is episode 33 of season four, if you're following Ooh. along at home. Yeah. So on this past Friday, the 7th, Bono spoke um, at the New Yorker festival. Um, his his uh, evening was called... A Life in Songs. Yeah. A little bit. It sounded amazing. Um, right. He did our friend, a few songs. I was going to say our... Let's just keep talking to each other. I was just going to say our friends, um, PJ and Kelly from Octune Baby were there. And we were we can't wait trying to, talk to, them them. to talk about it. Yeah, but they were like... PJ was like, I don't want to talk about it because what if it... A spoiler for the book tour. But it's all online. It is. And of it course, is. it's going to be some of the same stuff. Yeah. I want their personal reaction. That's what I want. I don't I want to talk about the details. I want to know what they felt. I want their experience. Yeah. yeah. We'll get them. We're coming for you, ladies. So anyway, he, as you were, you were talking about it. Okay. Um, He did... Three songs, Vertigo, City of Blinding Lights, With or Without You, and a snippet of Sunday Bloody Sunday. He had two musicians backing him, Kate Ellis on cello and Jack Knife Lee on drums and keyboard. And apparently his sound guy was Joe O'Herlihy, as yeah. he usually is. He was interviewed by New Yorker journalist David Remnick. It was 90 minutes and 811 people. 811. Yeah. That's like a third of the size of the book tour we're going to. Right. So I was thinking that the, I think the only time I'd ever seen him in fewer people was at this, I don't know the exact numbers, but it felt like it was probably about the same number. Um, if not a, a little smaller, it was a event I went to in 02 or 03. I can't remember, which was, Times Talks, which I've since, uh, I've spoken about that in different episodes in the past. Um, right. But I forgot that we had seen him in a much, much smaller venue. Totally f- forgot about it. Um, but we have seen in a more intimate uh, yeah. capacity. Um to see him in a church. That was weird, though. <laughs> Did that really happen? It happened. 
We're going to have to have an episode about that. Definitely. Except how much do we remember? Well, we don't remember that much. And there is a, a small element that we cannot tell. This is true. <laughs> so <laughs> we can talk about what we did before. We can talk about what lip gloss I wore. And we can talk about <laughs> Waffle House afterwards and the boom box. We did say hi to him afterwards. We can talk we about did. that. We did. Just not how. In Waffle House. And Waffle House. His assistant had this amazing um, jean, like almost like a trench coat on with embroidery on the back. I remember that. I don't remember, I remember that. His, I don't remember her name, but it was whoever. But we've been in touch with her, but I can't. Yeah. Was, there Melissa. is a, maybe Melissa. I don't know. And yeah. he opened a door and we saw his nose and his glasses and then he closed the door before he was introduced. Yeah. But that was it. I don't remember. I don't remember. He, had, he had like a boom box. He did. But it wasn't like just music. It was like his vocals were on the boom box too. So he <laughs> like was he sang. Over himself. My imagination. Well, we'll get to my imagination in a, in a little bit. Because this was, we're going to have to do another good stuff app and we'll put that in there. Yeah. Um, this was for we'll, the Heart we'll of America. We'll talk to Garden Heart Amanda and see what she remembers too, because yeah. I just we'll get her don't up. remember yeah. much. Yeah. But I remember, I do remember walking through the doors being like, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how, why did, did this just happen? Like, Anyway, okay, so let's talk about some notes that people... Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, There are some takeaways. Um, We have to thank, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter and Billboard article and... I know AJ from U2 Songs was there, so people have been really good about doing some recaps. So this is where we got this information from. But he talks, and as we know, because we've heard a snippet of it, but he credits his his mother's death with him finding music. And... Which um, is the news to us, but but obviously it's the theme. It's a massive theme of the book. It's a massive theme of the book, yeah. Um, he wrote the book because he finds it hard to surrender to people and things, but he's working on that. He talked about surrendering to his wife, to his faith, to all kinds of things. I thought this was really interesting. Um, he was asked if his bandmates had read it, and he talked about Adam, and Adam said that he felt drawn as like a caricature in the book, which he kind of is a little bit for us, (laughs) but not personally to Bono. But Bono said that he just didn't want to get too personal because Adam has his own story and it's not about Adam. So I thought that was just, I absolutely respect that. I just thought that, I mean, and I didn't hear it. I just read a comment about that. But right, in right. The context, it kind of sounds snippy. It does sound snippy. Yeah. And he also, Adam also but, said 
it didn't write enough about music. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't actually surprise me because we've just been listening to him talk about it a lot. No, but it's, it's, I also think it's probably, I mean, usually when they talk about how they came up with a melody or something like that, I think it doesn't make a lot of sense because unless you're there to know what, what happened, I think it's probably hard to just write about melodies. Right. About music. You know, I don't know because I don't know. I don't write music. I don't know anything about it, but I imagine it's hard for me to understand it when people do. And my guess is that he does talk about like he specifically talks about Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I'm going to guess he's going to talk about one. And now that Save the Band, I'm assuming that. Um, so. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, really. Intrigued. Um, um, one other thing. He spoke about which I love how I loved how this how this uh, went in the article the Billboard article that we read um, that you know I mean we all know the story that Bono and Edge and Larry had um, kind of weighed their faith versus their job and figured that they couldn't have both of them and right. so they went to Paul McGinnis and said yeah we have this problem god spoke to us and mcginnis is like (laughs) god spoke to you what does he know a lot about legal contracts does god know about legal contracts um and bono said maybe they heard god wrong (laughs) (laughs) oops yeah that was hilarious yeah i love this part um he was asked if Writing the book was therapeutic, and he said the time on his own was actually the most therapeutic thing because he's rarely alone. And he called himself a shy typist, which <laughs> means basically his fingers don't move as fast as his brain. <laughs> right. Which I, I thought think was. I, I think that's a a generational thing too, though. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, he, when he was asked, I thought this was really interesting too, when he was asked about marriage and he said, friendship can outpace romance. And that's, I don't know, that just kind of gave me chills. Like, yeah, I get that. Really, that's another major theme of, uh, of the book. Right. Okay. Yeah, I love that. So that's what we do know that has happened that happened there. There's some more. I mean, U2 songs has a great roundup yeah. of stuff. Um, we know we saw pictures of him filming with David Letterman for we assume his Netflix series, My Next Guest right. Needs Introduction. Right. He's been recording stuff for U2X Radio. Apparently, he recorded an interview with NPR. Like, it's going to be <laughs> the Roy Kent effect. The Roy he's, Kent He's effect. there. He's everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, there were, so, this is something that, that I say 
I, I was just surprised. I'm surprised by how far this is getting buried. Like every news cycle, it just seems like you hear less and less about the fact that there's a companion album to this book. Yeah, which apparently is pressed and ready to go. 40 songs. and But we don't, like, that, that never gets talked about. No. Like, no one's talked about that. And that is something that, I mean, the book comes out in 23 days, I think. Right. And no one's talking about the album. And like, it's maybe the book will include the album. Maybe. Maybe it'll be the box set. There's a thought that there might be a box set. Maybe. Um, I I also so one of the things it with the book tour. Um, and this is just me being, I don't know, I, I find it interesting how sales work in this day and age. Yeah. Um, there's a, a book, when you buy a ticket, you get a book. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that helps, that's got to help book sales. Just like, oh, it's just like buying a ticket and getting it out. Experience the album, yeah. because every ticket, every single ticket got an album. So right. it's interesting how you how the charts work in these times. Um but yeah, I don't know, but it's uh, that album I mean, wouldn't you think that we get that would come out at the same time? Why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it come out at the same time as the book? Like wouldn't you need don't you think that they should both happen at the same time? And that you can buy them together. Yeah. Or at least, again, at the same time. Right. So, right. I don't know, but I think that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, and yeah. no one's talked about that. So, at the New Yorker event, fans were told by various people who we don't know who these people are. They're unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um, band's next appearance will be at the Las Vegas Sphere shows in 2023. They were told it's likely that the Sphere shows will start September or October of next year and will run for about three months. So nowhere does it say that the Sphere will be ready to open before November. Right, right. The official Sphere stuff is saying November. They will open in November. Absolutely. I think that's the earliest because I'm sure the construction delays with everything. Right. Um, but whoever these anonymous people are saying that the shows at the Sphere will start in September or October, and I don't think that's accurate, but I mean, these, these are all rumors, so who knows? I just would like to point that out. But then... And it says the rehearsals are for the show will start at the Sphere next summer. Again, it's not going to be open. Right. It's not going to be ready until November. Okay. So it also says that the bands have plans for a stadium tour next year. But (laughs) the first, the next time they're going to play, this is all from the same source. The right. next time they're going to play is going to be at the Sphere. So they're going to play the Sphere for three months, which then takes you into 
what January right of 2024 so the masks don't add up the masks don't add up obviously stuff is going on stuff is in the works right Um, I just this is just a I guess this is just my point of saying don't believe everything you read because nobody knows I mean unless Bono's telling no 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 Larry is telling you this stuff. Do not believe it. Yeah. Believe a little bit of what Adam says, but no one else. Don't believe them. Um, if Adam says something, I believe it. It just might change. Yeah. Whatever yeah. Larry says, just hold it. You know, hold on to it forever because you know he doesn't speak. Right. Um, but but anyway, that's my point. Is who the hell knows what's going on, but. I find it hard. This is all hard to believe is truth when the sphere says they're not going to open till November at all, like not at all. And, right. you know, what we're reading says the band's going to start practicing at the sphere in September, maybe to open air I don't, without a stage. Who knows? Um, a documentary. There's a documentary. I think we mentioned we talked about a little bit of this before. Yeah. That Bono was being filmed at Cedarwood Road in Dublin. Um, but he also, the New Yorker event was recorded for the film. Um, and Bono did some footage at Webster Hall in New York, which used to be the Ritz where U2 played uh, for one of their first U.S. concerts in 1980. Yes. So, yeah, I'll watch a documentary. I mean, they, this all should be like in a perfect world to me. It would all they would all be released at once. And they've got a plan. They do have a plan. There's a lot. You also don't want to. Overload. You want to overload, super saturate. Like, I think you want people to read the book and then. Like keep the momentum going. I think I don't know. The, the album and the book together are kind of a necessity. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Not that we can't go through and listen to each one of these songs. But these are rewrites. They aren't yeah. the same songs. No. And I just really think that that needs, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with a you. Docu- a documentary, like I see that happening, maybe like if there's a whole you know, box set release, which is just another way to get us to buy another copy of everything that we yep. already own. Yep. Um, okay, so in business news, this has got to be a really interesting story that we know nothing about. But yeah. apparently, YouTube's manager, Gaio Series, no longer with them. Um, Apparently. Apparently parted ways. Yeah. Um, We don't know. There's no confirmation other than a news story. But no confirmation from the band, anyone. No. Um, They're possibly moving to full stop management, which is chaired by Irving Azoff, um, who's the former CEO of Ticketmaster and was executive chairman of Live Nation. 
he is also tied to the Madison Square Garden Sphere venue in Las Vegas. So just that much sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense. It's not like, oh, obviously. But that that part does. So I have no idea, but I feel like it's got to be a really interesting story. Um, Yeah. I think that like a couple days ago was Guy's 50th birthday. I saw a post of his on Instagram. Okay, so I have in my head, I've had this, what the hell is this book tour going to be? Like, I have so many (laughs) ideas floating in my head of what could come from this. Like, what is it going to look like? And, like, my first thought was, like, <laughs> like Hee Haw meets Benny Hill meets Dean Martin meets Laughing meets Saturday Night Live. Like, I just I see Bonnie sitting on I see Bonnie sitting on a pile of hay with, like, a martini singing songs from his lounge act, which, if you listen <laughs> to The New Yorker, it seriously sounded like lounge act, which we've been talking yes. about for a very long time. Um, yes. Yeah. So he's singing lounge act songs on a pile of hay, and then yells like, "Live from New York, it's Wednesday night." <laughs> um. <laughs> so I literally had this written down for days now, like before the tickets went on, before anything came to, before we knew anything about the New Yorker. But one of my things was he's gonna like come out wearing like a top hat and recite the Gettysburg Address. It just sounded like one of those things you do in a variety show, you know? Like, but then if you look at the video from City Blinding Lights, he comes yeah. out in front of a drawing he drew of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the, yeah. And so this is all like, oh, my God. Oh, my I, God. I typed all this stuff up. Like, I don't know, last week, like whenever oh, you told me, you're like, I have notes. I, I've been yeah. taking notes like that's been in here. Um, I could see him like playing a flute and dancing a jig or like, um, like this. <laughs> you know, the episode, there's a lot of 30 rock going on in my head, but <laughs> that episode where it's like a flashback of, um, Tracy Mort of uh, Tracy Jordan, like doing some break dancing routine at his high school or something. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he like falls and he's like, "Oh my coccyx!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I see Bonnie doing some dance routine, like break dancing or something. And then <laughs> I see him like take like taking a mic and running around asking questions like from the audience. Like oh Phil Donahue, and then right? coming back onto the stage and like yelling at everyone, like Oprah, like you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> Maybe it's a red Fiat, and that's part of our book bundle. Ooh, I'll take it. It happen. I, me too. Um, so I I talked about this a little bit too, but clearly he has to have a moderator. He's not just gonna stand up and recite the Gettysburg Address. I mean, I mean. He he could. He could, but I really think that that's not the best like flow. But if he needs right. a moderator, he should. We could be moderators. We're really good at that. 
We're really good at that. Yeah. We did it for two years for the U2 conference. Um, we did. Yeah. And then in closing, <laughs> I apparently added this while we were looking for tickets, but okay. living, living U2 is the, the hardest full-time job ever. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm saying for us, we're living yeah. this YouTube life, and it is a really massive full-time job. It is. And and we just lose money doing it. Right. It's. <laughs> I mean, it, I'd say it was a volunteer. We volunteered. You know, we're volunteers to do yeah. this. Yeah. We're not. We're, we're, we pay admission. We pay to do our job yeah yeah and now we're like so, I don't know we're in pretty deep now so yeah but we have been but you know hearing that the next if it's true that the next shows they do aren't for over a year yeah that makes me feel better. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, 100%. So I think that's all. Um, I mean, it's a good job. We've got a good job. Just yeah. The pay sucks. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it sucks. I mean, it doesn't. Like for a vacuum. Who, it, it doesn't for who we pay to do our jobs. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I mean, we do pay them, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? It's worth it. We still have to work really hard, though. Yeah. It's not uh, easy. Um, this week goes no. to uh, the emotion of this week. But, you know, I, I was telling a friend about, uh, I was telling Lauren about <laughs> all of this, because I haven't talked to her much lately. Um, and, uh, she was like, at least you don't have to wait a year for this. It's like, usually we buy tickets and then we have to wait forever. It's true. It is true. We don't have to wait a year, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that all the anticipation and anxiety is so close together. Oh, I, I am too. Like, I just feel like it's, it's kind of almost like instant gratification. Right. Um, cause otherwise it's like, also like, it's all the anxieties, anticipation, you get the tickets and then you get to like, take a deep breath. Right. And then a year later, you got it like, holy fuck, it's here now. Right. So I know this is weird. I don't know what made me think about this. So when we were, the tour was supposed to happen in 2010, but it didn't because LeBron was back. Right. Like, nobody talked about beforehand. Nobody talked about it. Nobody made plans. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. Like, I was I going to Chicago. I was going, you were pregnant, I think, right? Yeah, 2010, yeah. Um, But we were going to, I mean, I was going back to Chicago. I was going to... Toronto I had tickets for all these places never 
talked about it, never made a plan. Hmm. It was weird. Chris com- like, you commented on that. Like, why hmm. hasn't we made plans for any of these shows? I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel like doing it. And uh, right. they didn't happen. But it was like it was collective. Like, everybody did it. Huh. I think we had a vibe I, or something. I did. Yeah, I went to a, was it a Chicago show? I was pregnant. I was like, kind of newly pregnant. Yeah, like it was. Months or something. It, oh, not right? It was the Soldier Field show. Yeah, in 09, yeah. Yeah. Because Sadie was born March 10. Yeah. Of 20. Well, I mean, you had a really good reason not to be making plans. Right. I don't know that I, I had. Oh, I had some. I had a few tickets. Yeah. Because obviously tickets went on sale before I got pregnant. Right. But I don't know what, like, I don't know what the why the rest of us didn't do anything. No one budged on those tickets. No yeah. One. Yeah, it must have been an intuition. Yeah. What can I say? Because I remember at Adam and Marissa's wedding talking to Uncle Charles and Chris about it. And we're like, we got to make plans, right? Like, yeah. And then no one did anything. Hmm. No one it was so right. weird. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was a lot for tonight. It was a lot. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And there'll be more to come. He's going to be all over the place. So um, I don't think we've seen. I feel like there was a picture of Edge recently, but I don't know where it was. There was. Picture of Larry in the past month. I think actually in the past month, we I think we've seen them all. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Yeah. But there was a newer one of Edge since the, the LAX one. Yeah. But it didn't say where it was. Yeah. So... Okay. Well, exciting stuff. Lots well, happening. Yeah, it's all so, happening. So sorry we don't have anything for the pop file, except yeah. for our ending. Yep. Well. I technically this is for the pop file. Until next time. I'll pop all year. Until next time. Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom cha. Okay, crew. Bye. Bye.